It's time for the Uncommonwealth Bonus Content. Hello, everybody. This is Philip Ramsey with the Uncommonwealth Podcast. I'm your host, and so is... Aaron Kramer. You gotta love that yeah. when I throw it up a little bit. All right, yeah. here we go. Uh, so we're doing a bonus recap for uh, Kramer and Associates. Yeah. Dan and Robert. Dan and Robert. Wow, that was really interesting to me. Dude, that was fun. I think I counted, I think I got goosebumps like six times. Wow. I don't yeah. know if I ever got goosebumps, but yeah. I, w- I love the transition from how Dale and George yeah. started from absolutely nothing. You yeah, have no idea. Yeah, like, that was Delmer, like, like, loved it. Delmer uh dale and george and don okay so there's four of them i know we didn't get into that but no we didn't yeah interesting tell me more about that so there because there's five brothers okay and four of the brothers started kramer kramer associates it wasn't kramer associates kramer brothers kramer brothers and i I only remember it as uh, kramer associates but yeah we basically talked about delmer which is robert's dad yep dell and um and then, no, Delmer, like, because Dale, and then there's Delmer. Okay, so Delmer. Yep, and then George, which is my grandpa, would be Dan's dad. Dad, okay, wow. Yeah. So here's the deal. At the end of the day, I love when somebody creates something from nothing. Yeah. And then you can see it second generation happening now. Seems like they're thriving. Yeah, like, so good. And then I'm going to just fast forward, just high level, and then now they're in the point where they're kind of transitioning to the next generation. Holy buckets. But kudos to them for seeing the writing on the wall and seeing like the two fathers letting go of that responsibility earlier than they probably wanted to. Yeah. Holy cow. Like, I I can't tell you how hard that's going to be when you and I are going to be looking at the next generation on Commonwealth and be like, well, I hope that they yeah, run take, it. Take over your baby. Yes, because I think the thought is like, I want them to run it the same way I do. But really, you don't want that. I want you to run this in a different way so that it takes on a new life and it can breathe in more. But like they said, the vision and the, and the character and all the core values that yeah. we started, it never changes. Yeah. <laughs> I think, go I think it's like the, the, the G, you know, the, the originals, the OGs, I think it's the please care as much as we care. Cause you know, like we talked about, like, I mean, little, you know, boys from Missouri grew up in the depression. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, remember hearing stories about my dad, my grandpa walking to school with no shoes sure. in the winter right. time, all that stuff. Um, and then they built up a really good right. company that made a really good living for their families. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it was interesting and sad that they don't know the history behind the union to the employee owned, but that had to be scary. Yeah. Scary because the unions were so powerful at that time and then transitioning just to do something uncommon. They're just a different path. Yeah. Had to be scary. Oh my gosh. Uh, like, but they did it. Yeah. I mean, I know like I'm biased cause they, they're my family, but I just could only, I would be so scared to be in front of like my grandpa and my grandpa, like I, he had said, George had said like one of his brothers is actually more athletic than him. Hmm. And so you know, my grandpa was pretty athletic playing football. Yeah. In Mizzou. But like, that is, those are some boys I would not want to tussle with. You know, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, like you're dealing with the union, totally different story. I'm just being yes. biased. But. Right. No, that's good. And so I think that's, that's kind of the heart of their, like they're going to do whatever is the best for the client and their employees. Yeah. And then they made it a stock or 
what is it? ESOP. ESOP, yep. yep. Employee Stock Option Program, uh, where now the employees truly do have ownership because they have like they have some ownership, yeah. and every year they can benefit from that. It seems like that was such the right decision, but I just wanted to just take a time. Like that wasn't an easy decision, no, by any stretch. Yeah, and there had to have been a couple years where they were just holding their breath, like, "Are we doing the right thing?" Now they were. He did talk about in twenty twenty or two thousand and two thousand and seven. Like, was there hype time like they had a huge rush of business things were going well so that had to help especially the transition for at least robert and dan like okay we've done this and for me it was really cool to see them both edifying each other and the sacrifices they both made to build the company you know kramer and associates to what they are today uh that was really neat to to me to see and you probably know a little bit more of the dynamics than I do, but I thought it was. I just, it's super cool to see, and like, I mean, this is where when I say I got goosebumps because, like, I, my dad didn't. I mean, my dad worked for the business, and I remember a little bit of it, but by the time he was done working for the business, I was pre- still pretty young. But like, hearing stories, knowing stories, and then having them sit in here is just like super cool because they are like the superheroes or the celebrities mm. of wow. our household because like they're they're just great men they've built a company like they took yeah. what they were given and they built it even bigger yeah yeah they're definitely men of integrity yeah and one example you can say i mean they're both married to the same spouse that they yeah. did and they started i mean but like so that's one of the key takeaways is like yes the same spouse but like dude you can't call your wife at night and say good night that was really interesting to me to talk through that because i think in our generation or like where we're at now we can't even remember the times before phones yeah and that was a huge reality for them i think i got my first phone like right out of college but there was never a time where you know like so i kind of i feel like a cell phone error yeah they weren't and so to think about driving 15 minutes to get it to a pay phone and then trying to figure out where somebody's at to talk a talk through an issue that they have like whoa yeah <laughs> that's that's a whole nother level i know i didn't want to go there but like in the sense of our, this example but dude like we just felt it a month and a half ago when i was going to drive to dubuque and i forgot my cell phone oh yeah at my house yes and we we're going to meet at come and go so you give me some folders yes can't tell you yes that's interesting you know because i didn't have my cell phone so, so it's interesting. like it's yeah it's so fascinating to me but like to think that like I know that in my younger um, time starting my practice, I would step out. Like I'd be at networking events or I'd be somewhere at an event, and I would step away to have a phone call with my wife, tell her good night, and also tell my daughter good night. Mm. You know? Yeah, they didn't have that. They had none of that. All right. Like I really like, you know, found a lot in that that I could do that just quickly and keep working. Right. right. You know, they couldn't do that though. Right. Okay, so then we asked him, hey, what would you talk about your younger self? I, yeah. I got a lot out of that. I love how Dan was like, I'm going to run that back. Um, but, but, okay, so the first thing is like, I love his response, his first response. is like, I don't have any regrets. No, I love that too. No regrets. Um, that I feel like is a very cool testimony of like his life. It's like, I don't really have that many things. Again, like the hard things have maybe created who I am today, which... I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't yeah. through the trials. But then um, then he comes back and saying, like, I wish I could be edifying and more encouraging to people. I wish I would have learned that sooner. And him recognizing his past of being a Depression-era kid growing up, that was fascinating to me um, because we all have our own history that kind of produces yeah. who we are today. Um, and so, yeah, talk about what Robert's like. 
kind of yeah, Robert's like you can tell like, he is a very analytical mm-hmm. like behind the scenes you know picking things and so it's fun to see how he does things and like he again he's another very biblical man that like mm-hmm. stays his path right and you know with the success that he's had like he proves you know what it is I remember talking to him a long time ago about Aesop and how proud he was to be able to do that for the guys and just to be able to give back to the, a lot of these guys. And it was just like, it was very heartwarming to think, yeah. oh man, like you're yeah. such a giving guy. Right. And then that his dad, uh, Delmer really gave him that path. That's right. I, I love the culture that they've built at Kramer and Associates. That's not an easy culture to create. And I think Dan said it the best is like, well, you have to walk the walk in order to create this culture. You yeah. just, you got to work hard you have to be the tip of the spear. You can't just like talk about it. Hope yeah. that people figure it out. They won't. I mean, I mean to help our listeners like really paint the vision. Like if you know construction workers, it's not like you're, you're working with like the cream of the crop of like people like these are guys that, you know, probably like to party a little bit. I mean, they're willing to work on a bridge, a hot bridge. Definitely deck all day. Need, need to win people's respect in yeah. that industry. And for them both to do that, you know, like you can yeah. tell with Robert, he's very like, cool calm and collected right like very probably very easy like a big listener you yeah know? you can always tell when i talk to him he just sits there and listens and you know he's generally listening right so i hope our listeners stayed through that i wish i would have done a little bit better job of like hey what is your business at first hey it's bridge building things like that but it was fascinating for me at the end to talk through those two bridge examples and have yeah. them like dissect it of what happened it was like getting the play-by-play by like a nfl coach yeah on what happened to another team that fell apart uh it was just cool for me and then also just realized like man we owe a lot of our safety to people we've never met before yeah <laughs> i know people don't realize that's one of the most dangerous jobs bridge building like oh yeah for everybody involved the people who are building and the people who are then driving off yeah i mean my brother uh his right hand somebody on his crew died oh wow on his watch wow so uh wow i know like you hear about it when you're around like you're on the highways people going 70 80 miles an hour yeah stuff like that so it's dangerous but uh yeah they it's it's a crazy career and but to see them do that the stuff that they have is yeah. cool. And then I remember I was going to, I was going to share this, but I, I didn't, but because I'm, I know I share that Dan's super competitive. Yeah. And I'm also a little competitive. <laughs> yeah. And I got, I worked one summer on the bridge decks. Oh, you did. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, I was, so there's this big machine is during an overlay when you're pouring concrete to like, you know, after you fix the bridge, there's a big machine. Someone stands at the top with all the concrete bags, and you break them, and you keep pouring them in. You got to go as fast to keep it up with the wow. concrete being made. Okay. Right? And I hear I'm like a 19-year-old guy, and I'm about to go off to wrestle in college, and I think I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah. You know? I'm in shape. I'm in I shape. I can do this. Yeah. Which, at this point, at this time, I realize this is totally different shape, because like my first couple, my first week working on the bridge deck, I was, there were some tears that night. Wow. Because you're cramping up, carrying wow. steel and tying steel all day. But anyways, I remember my Uncle Danny, he, he did, he jumped up next to me, he's like, you got to speed it up. He started showing me how fast you got to go, and I'm like, this old man is kicking my butt. You know, wow. Like, That's and crazy. He, did, he moved so fast, and I was like, ah, I mean, my blood was boiling in competitiveness, wow. and I was like, oh, I'm going to get this. But I still don't think I can keep up with them. <laughs> cool. Well, I, I love the story. Um, I love their 
perspective. I love that they have that undertone of faith, even though they don't put it on the wall. Yeah. Uh, everything about that interview I thought was awesome. Even to the point where like, what a cool way to land the plane on the runway of like, now we're transitioning as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, wish you guys the best of luck. Uh, we're huge fans, big fans. Thanks for, uh, instilling some of your wisdom to us here at the uncommon yeah. podcast. So, uh, you've been listening to your favorite show, my favorite show and my parents' favorite show. Uh, yeah. I've been your host, Phil Ramsey and Aaron Kramer till next time. Thanks for listening.